Oh, Matthew, the tip of my penis is so <laughs> hot right now. Like That's exactly it's just what to me. centralized, like right there. I'm like, why is it right there? And then like, it goes back right behind my asshole. And I'm like, did I just pee myself? I don't know, but it feels like, and then I'm trying to figure out, wait a minute. Do I like this or do I not like this? <laughs> well, baby, you've been on my How are you doing? Good. How are you today? It's my birthday. Happy oh, birthday, yeah. my friend. I always do the time. How's it? We've already entered the ah, time space. Ah, right, right. When this comes out, it's I'll, not I'll, be, be, your four, I'll, I'll it, be 50 by the time. You'll be 50, you might be yeah. 72 by the time this comes out. It's true. So do I not well, do I how look much, good so for 58? You look good for 52. Um, 100. Um, so how, like, if we're going to film a few of these today, how many birthday episodes are we going to have? Oh, we're we're gonna have we're gonna have. Well, <laughs> it depends if I can get the musicians You're gonna be out of fifty by the end of the day. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, in all seriousness, we have a special guest today, Brandon. Really special guest, and you booked this one. I did. And would you like to introduce our guest? And we'll start off with the cheers, and we'll get this going. Right, handsome Dan. Let's by the way, it. your hair is on point. Can hey. we get a shot of you real quick? <laughs> I mean, it's amazing when every what once a week you wash and condition. Once a week I wash, yeah, and uh, yeah, I need. So to, you just go through like the car wash thing. That that's exactly what I do, okay. and I try to yeah, I try to get all the all the crevices. Yeah. The, oh, you, you the <laughs> crevices. You, you got to use you got to use the gun, man. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, <laughs> you, your hair just it really does. I guess I, I'm used to seeing a hat or a bandana. Yeah, right? no, it's got this. It's looking very uh, clean, vo voluminous. I'm trying. Voluminous. Dude, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm yeah. trying to do it. Do it right. Well, yeah. I'm going to tell you, whatever you. you're doing. Tomorrow, I'm allowed to cut it. It's been two years. No, really? no, no. You are fired. <laughs> really? Remember he said he was going to show you this stuff? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right, now, can we so get started? Our Thank guest you. today is, uh, uh, I could call you a friend of mine. Uh, she's definitely an uh, 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 important part of my life in terms of keeping me going. Right. Um, Christy Cuellar. 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 So I watched her video, so I know how to say her last say name. Say her last where name. She's from Cuellar. Quayar. 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 Like, so you're a little French then? No. No. There's a city in Spain called Quayar. Mm. Yeah. So That's all right. Spanish. So guys, not uh, this is a morning episode. <laughs> we are so blessed to have you. Uh, today we're going to be drinking a little bit of Topo Chico. Love my Topo Chico. I do at least Topo five of these a day. At least. And yep. so we're going to crack it open. Try not to get too many bubbles. Uh, one of these episodes, Dan, I'm going to shake it up before I always forget. <laughs> uh, can I call you Christy? Yes. Thank you for sleeping around with Dr. Brandon and Matthew this morning. Cheers to you. Thank you. We're going to have a good time. Cheers. Good time. Mm. Oh, I got the lime. What was this one? Grapefruit. Ooh, oh, grapefruit. grapefruit. Okay. Yeah, I'm going plain. And Are coffee. you? Yeah, I'm playing in coffee. It sounds like you had a rough night, so keep it <laughs> in the coffee. <laughs> so, so Christy, I, I got to know Christy because uh, it's actually kind of an interesting story. I had never heard of dry needling before. I love it. Have you yep. have you done dry needling? Absolutely. I yeah. remember I've talked about this on episodes. I yeah. had the back issues, yeah. ex-athlete, dry needling, and we're going to talk about it. I watched yeah. your videos on how you do it, um, why you do it. It's so awesome. And we're actually going to have a link. Um, on our YouTube page, guys. If you're listening to us on iTunes and all that, YouTube, please like and subscribe. But we'll have all of Christy's information. Guys, if you Google her name, and I'm going to say her last name wrong this time. 
Quayar. Quayar. You will see that she does these great videos. There's stretching, there's functional stretches and breathing and wings and we'll yeah. get to all that. But so I, I take it you got dry needled. Well, I did, but it, I, I didn't at first. So okay. my, my significant other, Jenny, uh-huh. um, does a lot of dry needling and she has her, uh, her physiotherapist back home where she's from, you know, yeah. up in Canada. So we always joke about this. Jenny really is a person guys. She, she really is real. <laughs> Besides That's the Niagara <laughs> Falls area, girl, you know, Canada. So she, uh, you know, she deals with some, some issues, some former injuries and stuff like that. And some, and so she does this dry needling and she was down here for a couple of weeks right. and she's like, man, I am really tight. I'm worked up. I need to get in. I need to get needling. Does anybody need? And I'm like, what's, what's dry needling? And I had no idea what was going on. So I, I Googled and I found Christy. Oh, so that's and how you That's how we met. And so we went, I booked an appointment for Jenny. Uh, Jenny goes and I get to watch Jenny get dry needled. And my eyes just about popped out of my head. I'm like, you're sticking these needles in her. And then she's like electro. And I'm like, and her whole back's like shaking. And I'm like, what is going on? And so, um, and I deal with a lot of my own, you know, back issues and that kind of stuff. You have a lot of career. red flags. Yeah, I know. Totally. <laughs> and, um, so anyways, after seeing that, I, I was like, well, I guess maybe I'll give it a try. So yeah. so I started going, and I've been seeing Chrissy for a, a couple of years now, I think, right? I think it has yeah. been. Has it been yeah. two years? Uh, maybe wow. a year, year and a half. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we jump into dry needling, I know we just jumped up, and you're probably going, these guys have a bromance, because we do. <laughs> and we obviously are attracted to Handsome Dan. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about you and kind of where you're from. Sure. So I'm going to start off with just a basic question. Is that fair? Sure. Is that your real hair color? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, you, I Googled you because I like to do some research on our guest. And a lot of people don't know where Far, Texas is. And Far, Texas is spelled P-H-A-R-R? Yes. Okay. It's in South Texas. Yes. Right. Next to most people would say it's in between McAllen and Harlingen. Yes. Okay. How was it like growing up in far Texas? <laughs> um, growing up in far Texas was fun. I mean, I didn't know what to compare it to. Sure. Um, I grew up in far. Um, our school district was so small that we connected to San Juan and Alamo. So mm -hmm. I went to a high school called PSJA North. Um, let me give you a backstory. Um, my dad was a football coach. He was a great football coach there. They, there, they, he coached, um, Edinburgh, Texas, mm -hmm. and they made it to state a couple times in the eighties. Um, so he was very athletic, like love coaching. I think that he secretly wanted, I'm the oldest child. Okay. I feel like he wanted me to be a boy because yeah. he really loved athletics. Um, and, uh, I think he he saw that I had some athletic talent. He uh, like entered me in this fun run, which was I think back in the day it was second grade. Um, it was like an eight hundred meter dash. Well, I like the gun went off and I dashed. I was like in first place the whole time, and then I like you know faded out. And that's how he saw that I was probably going to be a great track runner. Uh -huh. So um, I grew up running track since I was in second grade what was your then, uh, what was your event track oh my gosh 100 meter dash 100 meter sprinter i was a sprinter sprint relay sprint relay 100 200 yep. i was a long jumper i okay. had amazing spring and i loved um gymnastics and so i got into cheerleading okay. and i was a cheerleader it was great so growing up at far having your father it sounds like in and in, in texas people who are watching this or listening on the podcast football is is everything oh my right? gosh yeah. so i'm sure your father was probably like a celebrity too right 
You know what I'm talking about, local celebrities. So, and you're the oldest of how many siblings? Three. I have a younger sister named Karen, and I have a younger brother named Romy. Okay. So, obviously, you started off in this track realm, sprinting, like you said, going. But you did mention something. So, you ended up getting into gymnastics and then, obviously, cheerleading. Yeah. Um, Talk to us a little bit about that journey. And the reason it's important, guys, is because I think your chosen field and what I've learned a little bit about you is that athletics – this journey of fitness and taking care of yourself and the body has been a journey forever. So it's competitive in that world, isn't it? Gymnastics and cheerleading. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about that. I, I, I'm trying to understand these competitions and stuff that I watch at ESPN at three o'clock in the morning, but it's competitive. Correct? <laughs> yeah. Well, back in the day, um, you know, my mom paid for us to be in ballet and gymnastics and dance mm-hmm. and, you know, cheerleading, um, gymnastics classes. Um, and then cheerleading was a little expensive. My dad would, I would hear my dad and my mom, um, argue about, you know, the outfits being too expensive and stuff like that. Um, but, um, as, as y'all know, like if a kid's an athlete, they're an athlete, they have the natural talent and, uh, it just comes out on the field. Um, and, uh, I was great at it. I just, I, I, every time I was in a race, I, got first place and I just got used to it and I'd get so much praise and it just felt great. Yeah. 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 And then it was in ninth grade. We were in cheerleading practice. Um, I think like in the morning I had track practice. I was in summer track Mm -hmm. and then, um, the afternoon we were getting ready. Um, we were getting ready for football season and cheerleading practice. And I was at the top of a stunt and I was like, guys, I feel a little uneven, um, fell off. Oh. And um, my knee, my my foot, like, gone, um, fell onto the mat a weird way. I just heard a big pop. Mm. I was like, "What is that?" I thought I broke my leg. Um, I was able to stand up and walk, but my knee kept on giving out. Went to go check it out. I tore my ACL. Okay. Um, swelled tear. up. Complete tear. Um, went to the doctor or orthopedic, and he's like, "Nope, you need surgery." So I was I was scheduled for surgery a week later. Um, and then after that, I was just really sad. I was so sad because I was known as like the fastest girl in my school Mm -hmm. and this amazing cheerleader. And I just got, I, I was known as like the cool athletic girl in the school. And think about it. You were, you were in ninth grade, right? Yeah. And looking back on it, it's so interesting to say that girl, but I know what you're talking about. That was your identity. Yeah. That was everything. I was, yeah. My daughter's 16. Um, so I can kind of relate a little bit to, Wherever you are in that age group, I can imagine that if that was your whole world and now you're healing. And back then, and I don't know your age, but I think back then we really didn't talk about that a lot, right? We we just need to heal, get better. But there was probably some depression, some um, anxiety. Like, who am I if I'm Mm -hmm. not that person? Right. So was that something that you were kind of going through? I was definitely going through that. And then... um, and then, so my doctor sent me to physical therapy. I didn't know what physical therapy was. Right. Um, but what it was is it seemed like athletic training and a, and a mix between an athletic trainer and a doctor. And so it was awesome because I learned about a protocol and mm-hmm. at this week you should be here. And right. rehab. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I went through that. Um, I was... Uh, one, like one part, a part of me was really inspired because I had a great physical therapist, but it was also, um, an, a weird experience because something happened. Like I had a different physical therapist all the time. So I felt a little bit lost 
And um, wow, so there wasn't a consistent. There's probably someone who led the the rehab program, but you're right. When you'd walk in every, what'd you walk in every? Two times, times a week, a week. Okay, yeah. something like that. Yeah. 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 And so there was something about that. And then I had friends that also went through ACL tears and they were progressing well. So I was like, what, what's wrong with my protocol? Like, why am I not healing as fast? Did you not heal as fast as those other people? Or I mean, how long did it take you to rehab and come back from that? Um, so I was a sprinter and my fastest time was a 12, five. And I would say that it took a complete year to come back. Yeah. fully yeah um and that's not but that's not uncommon especially i think back then i think well, nowadays people are doing yeah i was gonna say uh, yeah. yeah i think the adrian peterson story yeah. is the most amazing about an acl yeah but so that year of just you, you, every day rehab or every other day rehab but right. you're just constantly thinking about it you're walking around with this limp uh i'm sure you wore some kind of brace yes. right you're not your identity is not with the cheerleaders anymore you're probably there supporting but you can't do the stunts and stuff right Talk to me about that year. It, it, did that year play a pivotal role in why you're with us today and doing what you do? Um, yes. Cool. Um, so I knew that, I, like, I knew it made a huge impact on me. And I knew that that an injury and uh, what we do, who we are and what we do is a big is a big deal. And mm -hmm. so I knew in the back of my mind that I wanted to get into the medical field and be able to support others. Mm -hmm. um, so that was like planted in my mind. And then the other part of that year was me um, discovering my other talents more about who I was there you go. and, and more the artist side of me. Because mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's not about, all about we're doing, 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 performing. Yeah. But. but you think about it. So you even said, and you shared this, like, you know, growing up, that's all you, you did. And so when a significant injury happens, and I know I went through this as well, right? Um, as a young person, having to sit out of the chosen sport that I thought was my life, right? But it gave me that opportunity to learn something different. Right. There's a different part of Matthew. You know, I was always known as this one certain person. And I've always said that I don't believe in coincidence, right? Things happen and brought you to that level. But man, it's such a fragile age. Your father, who he is, this is your identity. So it sounds like you came back. Did you say it was a year? It took about a year. Now, you, you gave us your time before. Did you go back to sprinting and were you able to match that same time in the 100 or no? Yeah, I did. Oh, look I, at you. Actually, so if that if have. It actually took me two years Wow! because in between then I wasn't as fast, but that's when I discovered pole vault and I was able oh, to wow. pole vault. Oh, wow. I was right. like, so well, we my legs are not working. Right. Right. Uh, we have a wrist vault. taker. Pole vaulters are crazy. They man. are. They are like <laughs> crazy. I know. It was yeah. so funny. One time I went up and I went all the way to the top, all the way to the top and then fell straight back. Oh my goodness. My yeah. I have watched more. You know how you go down. Uh, I'm sorry. We're kind of veering off here, but you get on those uh, rabbit holes of watching videos. Yeah. I got in this thing on pole vaulting and watching like, because someone just recently broke the record, I think last year during COVID, but then watching all the attempts and how the pole snaps. Yeah. And I mean, I just couldn't imagine going back to you. So you <laughs> discovered a different, so this is what I love. You discovered a new area. You're mm -hmm. like, I can't be the fastest sprinter, but Hey, get, I'll start pole vaulting. Yeah. Okay. The other thing I want to talk about is that, sure. um, the Valley, I mean, we're, 
mostly Mexican and there's yeah. a lot of Mexican food. And this is when I discovered <laughs> that food made a huge impact or there possibly made an impact on my recovery. Right. And um, this is also, um, I grew up with asthma oh, and really? um, there was there was times that I would get really sick. And so that's when I started kind of thinking, you know, why, why am I swelling up more than my teammates? Mm -hmm. And so did you later have a rescue on, inhaler? I did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then later on in my life, I, I, I did discover that I had oh, some autoimmune gonna, stuff. Oh, we're going to talk all about yeah. that later, girl. Cause me and you are on the same page. Oh, really? I'm like a okay. hundred pounds lighter. I'm big on inflammation. inflammation I, I think yeah. I, I do saunas. I I'm, I'm a freak when it comes to carnivore anyways, but so, so you get into Paul Volte two years later. So I'm not that strong in math. That tells me 11th grade, junior yes. year. Okay. So junior year in the Rio Grande Valley, guys, not only is it the culture that I love, but there's a lot of machismo down there. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's Texas. We part of the that. culture. Yeah. But we have some swagger down there. So 11th grade, you, are you feeling yourself again? You kind of rediscovered kind of, I got this new talent in pole vault. Did you go back to gymnastics and cheering? Yeah, I did. But you yeah. probably weren't, were you the, the number one stunt person this time or were you more of the... I was, I stayed, yeah, I stayed yeah, grounded. I kept your feet on the ground this time. I kept okay. my, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, high school finishes up, right? And you obviously had learned some valuable, valuable lessons. How in the heck does someone as smart as you, so talented, end up at Baylor University? I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> they just they just beat my team. I had to... I'm Baylor's OU. doing great I'm this a Sooner. Year. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's a Texas they guy. Kicked oh, our ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Baylor's a great school. I actually graduated from their sister school. This isn't a joke. Oklahoma Baptist University up in Oklahoma. And I'm just joking. Waco and Baylor's beautiful. So how did you end up at Baylor? How did I end up at Baylor? Okay. So we're going to go back to the dad thing. Let's do it. <laughs> I So I grew up also um, Catholic and a very small town. Everybody knew who mm -hmm. everybody was. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't even known as Christy. I, I I was known as like Christy Cuellar. Christy Cuellar is here. Christy Cuellar. Yeah, and like, I just really wanted to get away. So I knew that I wanted to go away. Yeah. I, I think I applied to like Flor a school in Florida and a school in LA. Like I wanted to get away, but yeah. Baylor was pretty much the most far away school that my parents would let you go. Uh, negotiate. <laughs> with negotiate me. With you. Here's the deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was great. It was great. Um, since I was the oldest, I didn't know what to expect. So I kind of went in um, with a little bit of stress. I was supposed to talk to the pole vault coach. And I remember I missed it because I was so stressed about going to class instead. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, I put a lot of pressure on myself in 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 college. I graduated in three and a half years. Wow. Um, at first, I thought I was going to do pre-med and went through with the pre-physical therapy. Mm -hmm. And so I graduated with a health science studies degree and then went on to Texas State for my so, master's. I love it that you call it Texas State. This is showing your age. I had a different name for it, but beautiful campus down there as well in San Marcos. Yes. Mm -hmm. Southwest and Texas. Southwest yes. Texas State. Yeah. Um, Bobcats, so, eat them up. Eat so them up. what was it called? Southwest Texas State. Oh, I didn't hear what he said. I was well, looking, no, I was looking said, right at no, you. She said yeah. it and I know ah. I, you get lost yeah. when you gotcha. look at me. Um, <laughs> So hold on. So is that where the PT program was? Yes. And I'm going to dive into so it's a, mas it's a master's yeah. program. It was at the time. Mm -hmm. Now for physical therapy, 
is that very similar to you mentioned like the pre-physical therapy program so is that the that's pretty typical track you go and get your bachelor's then you go get your master's in physical therapy and then you go from there yeah you can major in whatever you want to get into physical therapy school as sure. long as you've taken the number of courses required to get into to get that. into right. to PT and school. again I, I it sounds like i'm being silly and uh because i usually am PT school was so hard to get into. Uh, like I said, my birthday, I'm 48. So I can remember when my friends were getting into college, it was hard. Like yes. to yeah. get into PT school, if you got accepted, it was something big. So you must have had your wits about you. Three and a half years undergrad, and then you went to school. So um, I'm, I'm assuming that you were a straight A student, one of those people. I was <laughs> <laughs> oh, sitting man. in the front row. <clears throat> All right. So Texas state, beautiful campus. You go from Waco and the branch Davidians. I'm sorry, the <laughs> Baylor bears. And you move down to beautiful San Marcos, Texas, where they have a great river where it's fun, but you're focused still. Right. I got a feeling like if I'd have met you back in college, you just, you were just driven. Right. I was so focused. Okay. I was so focused at Baylor. I mean, I went out a few times. I had a great time, but I also studied a lot. I spent so much time in the library. Right. And hold um, on one second. Mm -hmm. We have to explain this. <laughs> Handsome Dan's what they call he's young. So um back when we grew up, they had these buildings and they called right. libraries. And you would go in there and you could get books, do a decimal system. Right. And yes. study. It was nice and quiet in there. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. No. Go ahead. I, sure. <laughs> so you spent a lot of time in the library studying. Yeah, I, I studied. I did well. I graduated really, um, and then um, I'm still unsure if I totally want to do physical therapy. But I, I, I went through. Right. I got accepted um, first round, and awesome. and grad school is two and a half years. Um, I would say that that's. If we want to talk about sleep later, oh, that's we'll when get I there. first um we'll get I, when I first had like sleep issues. Well, Stressful. drinking coffee, studying, stress, yeah. anxiety. Uh you were young though, and thank goodness you didn't go out. You only went out twice while you're at Baylor. <laughs> that's good. Um Yeah, mom and dad. That's okay. Um yeah, mom and dad's watching this. All right. So I always find it interesting, right? Like I told you I have a child and I'm trying to um, mentor her. I was at a different track, right? So I, I was a jock and played sports and stuff, but uh, in psychology it was my undergrad, but I knew I had to get a little bit of experience before I just went straight to grad school. Um, I've always found it interesting, those that are so driven that they know exactly what they want to do, that they get their undergrad, go to grad school. So by the time you finish and you said three and a half, two and a half, I'm guessing you were still 23, 20 yeah. out in the world. 24, yes. 24. Yeah. So, Out in the world. So what's that like? Like, were you just like, here I am? Or did you just go straight into work? I went straight into work. And um, my, fir my first uh, job was at a hospital. And yeah. I was like, ooh, this is weird. Right. And then I was like, maybe I'll find another job. And then I went into pediatrics, which was, which was awesome. I moved back to the Valley. Yeah. And um, that was fun. You were there fun. for a while. I saw... Your, your study stuff for the, I think, did you develop that pediatric program down there? Um, because um, I think I was looking at you from 2007 on and then. Oh, wow. No. Okay. Um, it was a pediatric program. I also did home health. Mm -hmm. Um, but I tend to burn myself out some way. I'm not sure why. It's well, there's no breaks a. in there, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's when I started second guessing physical therapy period or Whoa. my happiness. I was just like, I think I may have gone too fast and not explored other options. There you go. So I was like, 
I need some more fun in my life. So then I decided that I wanted to do travel physical therapy. And I was like looking into New York and California again. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, I had been to Las Vegas for so like so many times for conventions and with friends. And I was like, I think I'll move to Las Vegas. So you took one of my talking points. Go with it. Vegas. (laughs) Let me hear it. Talk to me. How does someone live in Vegas, number one? But go ahead. Yeah. um, I accepted a travel job to do a three-month assignment in Vegas. Uh It actually fell through while I was packing the day before. She's like, we can relocate you to Reno. And no, I'm not going to go to Reno. So I decided to pack, get there. I had a bunch of money saved up. So I was just like going to, you know, just go by and um, apply for different orthopedic clinic type jobs. Uh And then, yeah, I worked there. It was crazy. It was... It was actually a great experience sure. because that's when you like you could do anything in Vegas, anything. You could be whoever you want. And yes, you can. Um, I had to make the decision I've to like have um, self-discipline or else I knew I'd get eaten up. Well, it sounds like you've always had self-discipline, Christy. Right. I mean, I, I just met you, but the, the path. It's interesting you said something there that I think our, our, our listeners and our viewers are going to love. You got to a certain point in your life where you're like, I need some fun. Like, I need, what am I doing? It's almost like that self-check-in. And if Vegas was your wake-up call or this opportunity to travel was, that's awesome. So you get to Vegas. Is that where you're, um, and hopefully I can share this, where you started really getting into fitness and the the other opportunities you were doing? Yeah, well, I'll tell you why I got into that because... Um, Can we say what it is that? Can we say, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it. We'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah. So Vegas, um, you can go out and party any day you want. Yes. And even patients, you know, all my patients worked at the casinos. Mm -hmm. They always had extra tickets for a concert or a show. They always, um, you know, they could get you into this club. And then this week, you know, somebody's going to be in town and the MTV Music Awards and like the ESPY shows and UFC. Like I went to all those things and um, I also had so many friends visiting all the time. Of course you did. Yes. Every single weekend I was going to some club and I actually um, worked part time as a little, I don't know, VIP host helper thing and because I thought I maybe wanted to go into the service industry. That's Mm -hmm. how I found out I didn't want to go into it because it's like a total 24 seven job. Um, So then I noticed myself going, like going into the vicious cycle of, you know, needing coffee for the morning and then going out and then drinking alcohol and then the next day I feel like shit. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I started like whatever. Kind of like how Brandon feels right now. (laughs) No, oh, yeah, did we go out last night? two words this episode? No, no, you've said them all. Okay. <laughs> uh, how are you feeling, though, after great, your night? Great, You're yeah, good? Yeah, yeah good, night. good deal. It wasn't that long. But know. for me... I just figured it was your birthday <coughs> night, so I figured you had, had yourself some fun. Well, I appreciate both you guys coming to celebrate my birthday with me last night. We're here? Yeah. Oh. Today. oh, well, today's the birthday. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. We'll, so, we'll get you. Uh, we poked the bear. He's we'll, awake. Believe right. me, we'll get you. All right, so uh, that's interesting that you were doing that, but you know what I'm talking about. So you were doing that, and you were still doing your physical therapy job. Yes, yeah, and so I noticed, you know. So part-time job, physical therapy job, partying. Party party time. Yeah. Yeah, not sleeping. Right, I was like, 
I was a little burnt out. I hadn't like gained weight. I was like, what's going on with me? My workouts are off. I mean, mm-hmm. this whole time I always worked out. I loved working out. Working out was like the best high. Yeah. Um, if I didn't have a workout in, my mood would start to change. And so I don't know. There was just like, oh, man, I want to get more regimented into working out. I kind of want to train for something. Should I train for like a 5K? And then I remember waking up um, on Sunday mornings and seeing this like, in the, I don't know if you all seen it now, or I don't think it's there anymore, but ESPN would show these fitness competitions. You mm-hmm. see these super athletic women like doing flips and one iron push-ups in a cool costume. And I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> no, I'm dead. I, I know exactly. Do you yeah. remember those? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So I, I, um, was thinking of, like I wanted to do a fitness competition and I didn't know how I would get into it. Well, I had a coworker um, that worked with me at a, a rehab clinic uh-huh. and she was a Cirque du Soleil dancer and also, and then another coworker that did, um, that was a bodybuilder. And so I kind of talked to them, hey, I kind of want to think I want to do this thing. And they cool. were in. And so, yeah, that, that um, trainer, you know, got me on a plan and then I entered a contest um, that was three months in the future. And then I, I did it. Now those, the training for that's pretty rigorous. It's all about the diet, right? And and the diet. I mean, the diet's absolutely crazy. I mean, I've heard stories and, you know, Mm -hmm. Jenny did some, some fitness stuff. And I mean, it's just like what you would do to your body. No, I think, no. And so that, so I love how you did that. I'm getting to know your personality. You set a goal. Mm-hmm. So it's 90 days out. I'm going to get in, in this ridiculous shape for this competition that I've just learned about. Correct. Right. Brandon asked a good question. What was that training like compared to this nightlife you had, these other jobs you had, your diet, everything? How did that kind of change for you? Um, <laughs> it was a balance. That's when I learned how to like prioritize. Yeah. You know, I still went out. Um, I learned to drink like Vodka the, versus beer. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all these sugary drinks versus right. just taking a shot or, right. you know, making it low calorie as possible. But I also <laughs> learned about like how alcohol inhibits fat metabolism. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much. Um, it, it was very rigorous, but it's, it was actually like the healthiest I felt. Oh, yeah. Just because it was such clean. It was, mm-hmm. it was clean eating. Yep. And I yeah. grew up... Um, you know, eating tacos, yeah. enchiladas, yeah. burgers, fast yeah. food. Uh-huh. And I just thought the version, you know, my version of healthy was um, a grilled chicken sandwich, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And um, the bodybuilding diet was yep. just, you know, a carb, which was rice or potatoes, and then a vegetable. Yep. I mean, I'd never eaten asparagus before. Oh, it's the greatest. It's, it's it so is good. now. I love it now. But back then, I was like, what's a how long? Sprout? How long does it take you to get a spare piss oh. after you eat asparagus? <laughs> Shoot, like two hours. Two hours, yeah. Like, I think I'm like, I can put asparagus in. I've never heard it called a, a, a spare. That was that was that was a new one. I think you might have created something. Did you, that's a t-shirt we're gonna do. I think we should. I do love it. it. That's merch. For, yeah, for sure. So, asparagus. <clears throat> asparagus. So <laughs> a little animal. I it literally, <laughs> I literally can eat asparagus and walk to the bathroom, and I will my my pee will stink. It'll thirteen seconds later. Can that's we, me with coffee too. Can, can we cut that? It's just that's the <laughs> thing. Oh yeah, we'll clip it. Clip it. Thank you. All right. So, getting back to you. <laughs> so you're two hours. You're a little slower than me, obviously. And your asparagus digestion, <laughs> but that's okay. That's good. You're a good absorber. Maybe, maybe I'm a super absorber. That's good. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I love this podcast. It stinks, dude. It stinks so I bad. I believe you. It's like, but it, but that means that it's actually doing its job. There you go. Asparagus boosts your liver into making more glutathione. Actually, asparagus has the most glutathione. So, what do you think about glutathione? Supplementation is like the mother of so, all antioxidants. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I've been doing that in my IVs. Some yes. of the, you know, I do those IVs, and you can do it. It's, it's good for your skin. I don't know yeah. if you notice how good my skin's been. Well, yeah, I was gonna say your beard's slow on point. Yeah, I actually have noticed, and I'm curious because I'm sitting here editing all of these. I'm like, his yeah. face looks very like I don't know. Well, I did some stuff, but uh, we can get to that later. But then mm. the, the glutathione, I think, is helping as well. Last night you were at a party. I was at a IV drip party. Yeah, what'd you drip? <laughs> it was uh, it was it was called Immunity Booster. Or yeah. something. it had glutathione, NAC, yeah. NAD, vitamin. Did you B. do the NAD? Yeah, just a yeah, little bit. Just a little bit. If you you like, go too hard. Yeah, if you yeah. go too fast, dude. You're totally. Dizzy. So I do that every three weeks. And can, um, I, can I tell her this? Tell her the story when I witnessed you getting that and what was going on with your body. Well. The NAD hurts. The NAD is yeah. painful. Yeah. Like it goes in and my jaw tightens up and I get a headache and my neck tightens up. And it's amazing because the second it stops, it's it's over. But then we do this vitamin push, this huge vitamin push. Mm -hmm. Do you get the warm sensation with the vitamin push? I've done that with vitamin C. Yeah. And you get I like warm that. on the inside. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sitting next to him. <laughs> Matthew's sitting next to me and all of a sudden I just... I look at him and I go, oh, <laughs> Matthew, the tip of my penis is so <laughs> hot right now. Like That's exactly it's just what to me, centralized, like right there. I'm like, why is it right there? And then like, it goes back right behind my asshole. And I'm like, did I just pee myself? I don't know, but it feels like, and then I'm trying to figure out, wait a minute, do I like this or do I not like this? <laughs> and I'm watching him going through this, you know, experience that tells you how close we are. And I'm like, uh, are you okay? Like, I'm, he's like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, but my whole body started sweating. Yeah. Like my, my core temperature felt like it rose 27 degrees. Yeah. I, I have been doing these drifts for, um, I did the NAD stuff for, I did a, a five day deal to get boosted. And then I've been doing every three weeks, probably for the last three, four months now. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've been feeling great. <clears throat> like I really have been. So you were at a drip party last night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's get back to this. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. We got to get back to why do you think, where where did the burnout before going to Vegas, like where'd that burnout stem from? Because I meet a lot of dentists too, that they, they get out of dental school. And I was very similar. I went through this track of like graduated high school at 17, straight to college, four years degree, straight to dental school, you know, four years, get out, start working, go, you know. And he didn't drink. Like he didn't do any. Like, and I, yeah, and I, I didn't party. I didn't yep. drink. I didn't, I mean, I, I hung out, but we, you know, um, we were focused, but a lot of, I mean, a lot of dentists too, that they go through that and they're working, working, working. And then it's just kind of this burnout is the burnout because it was all work and no play was the burnout because of the type of work you were doing. Like, were you fulfilled in the type of work you were doing or was this like your, your kind of the beginnings of, you know, maybe someday I want to do something on my own and be more entrepreneurial about it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, I definitely want to talk about that. So going back to dry needling, well, going back to my whole purpose and where, where I've been and where I am now, okay. there's three, um, there's three major pillars to healing. And one is, you know, the muscular system, two mm -hmm. is the nervous system. And then three is like your mindset and mm -hmm. 
and why we're burning out. And, and what I noticed or what I can observe is that I think I was burned out because I was freaking people pleaser. Like wow. I just got all my needs met by making other people happy and and what also we learned, well, women, we just like the more successful we were, then, you know, the better person we are. And, um, you know, we're super competitive and we compare ourselves to others. Right. And There's a delicate balance, right, in being selfless because I, I kind of can relate to you this way where um, I love serving and it's selfish. Like I love serving in any capacity because it makes me feel good, Right. But I had to learn as I got older that I can't just keep giving away myself, my spirit, mm -hmm. my time, energy, my what energy. energy, because at the end of the day, then I have nothing that's filling me. Right. And whether it's in a relationship with coworkers, personal relationship, parents, siblings, it sounds to me like you were so driven and that's awesome awareness. And it sounds like you're looking back on it going, well, if I would have known then what I know now, but that's probably where we call it burnout, but it's true. You, when you're when you're just constantly giving and giving and giving, you you got to hit a point to where it it either goes in a couple different directions. And tell me if this is fair. Spiral out of control, and you become three hundred pounds. You eating burgers and working at a strip club in Vegas <laughs> <laughs> or a casino. I'm being dead serious. Here. Depressed, not happy, or because your personality, because you're how you were brought up and your upbringing. Took the bull by the horns, got in shape. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to change my lifestyle. And so that's one way that you got into those three pillars. Yeah. Recognizing those three pillars now, that wasn't you in Vegas? Or is that where it started? Where you recognized these things about your dreams and desires and kind of the core of who you are? Um, or are you still discovering? I would say I discovered that a little later. Vegas okay. was... Um, Vegas was more about like uh, how to lose weight or keep your body in shape with a specific workout and um, supplement. I didn't know about supplements. I didn't know about L-carnitine, like all these natural supplements. Right. I also did learn about steroid use and like right. how women take steroids right. and how women can take like really heavy pharmaceuticals to yep. like look a certain way. Yep. And so... I'm glad that I was in the bodybuilding industry because one, there's like a great, you know, there's a healthy way to like look weight, look great and Thank stay you. lean. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then, and then there's the other part of bodybuilding and pleasing others where yep. you're doing all these things to actually sabotage yourself. Yep. And that's what, that was my big lesson in, in bodybuilding, but I was grateful for it. I'm going to tell you what, I think uh, what's interesting about our podcast, right? And you're probably like, man, what sleeping around the podcast? What, what are these guys? It's stuff like this that just intrigues me. It's someone's journey, right? Mm -hmm. Watching you tell stories about, I don't know, are you getting this on video? Like when you talk about your old self, it's with not disappointment, not the mistakes, but it's it's like you're you're proud. Like, oh, yeah. hey, this is where I'm at. So I just want to point that out. I think it's awesome that yeah. you can go, yeah, you know, this is what I learned. The good, bad, and the ugly. Right. <sighs> well, so, and a sense of gratitude. Oh. Gratitude, you know, yeah. I think. So how long were you in Vegas? I was in Vegas for about four years. I came back. Uh, I, 
So I tried to, I moved back to the Valley cause I got into a relationship. And that's mm -hmm. the other thing about my burnout. I was doing bodybuilding and I was um, working full time as a physical therapist. Mm -hmm. I didn't, the VIP hosting, no, that, <laughs> that lasted like six months. Yeah. Um, and then I was going back and forth um, supporting my brother cause my brother was, a, um, he, was a, he was in high school and of course football's a big deal mm -hmm. yeah. in our family. So um, I was just tired. And, and, oh yeah. And I was dating somebody from the Valley. So I decided, you know what, let's move back to the Valley. Wow. And I okay. kind of wanted to, um, kind of wanted to get into physical therapy in some way, like bringing fitness to the Valley, because I don't know if you know this, but McAllen is, has like the high, the highest diabetes incidence in the country. It's, it's huge. <laughs> I so am, I'm such there. a fan of McAllen, Texas that, um, Dear Relationships, um, an AD, AADSM uh, board member, American Association of Dental Sleep Medicine, Dr. Michael Adame. <gasps> I know. I, my he, mom went out with him. He oh. is one oh. of the- uh, A long, long, long time. He is one of the most amazing. Then Dr. Solis uh, in the clinic over there. Um, I've worked with our pulmonary centers. Um, we have really uh, worked to change the culture down there since 2015. Um, with ventilation, sleep, CPAP, and now oral devices, where we all work in concert together. Um, they are an example, believe it or not, where I go around the country um, talking about this system, and it started down there, but they're amazing people down there. You're right. It is a, a culture uh, that I love and I can embrace, but the health is just... It, it, compliance, um, people staying on medications, people, it, it's machismo. It, there's all these things. So here you come from Vegas, you go back to this, you know, off, obviously relationship to go to change the culture with a purpose. How did that work for you? <laughs> As we're talking to you down. in Austin, Texas. Oh, go um, some people, some people wanted to know more. Actually, they just like, wanted to know about it right. i'm not sure if they wanted to do anything about it right. and some people yeah some people were open to it right um i be, because i got i was so burnt out um i went to a bunch of doctors and i got like i remember 13 vials of blood taken out that's when i found out that i had a thyroid condition called mm -hmm. Hashimoto's. Mm -hmm. Um, I also do you want to explain what that is to people. I'm not being funny this mm -hmm. time. Oh, Hashimoto's. Mm -hmm. Um, basically it's a problem of your thyroid. It's mm -hmm. like attacking itself and mm -hmm. it's secreting antibody. You, you can tell that you have Hashimoto's when you're secreting too many certain antibodies. Talk about the, uh, uh the physical aspect of it. Oh, to just, our viewers. Yep. um, more on the low thyroid side. Mm -hmm. Um, just low energy, hair falling out. I lost half of my eyebrow. Yep. It was weird. So um, it's real big on hair loss. And so they didn't know what that was kind of coming from, from a thyroid. They'd give out Synthroid or the generic right. forms, but you're right. Very serious condition. So thank yeah. you for bringing that up. And then go and ahead. And then um, I, we did an allergy test and a, a food allergy test. I was allergic to 80 out of 100 foods. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, well, you seem to be allergic to all of these. Well, what it really meant was I had leaky gut. There you go. And oh, how damn. does leaky gut start? <laughs> it's to me, um, I think I was eating too many of the same foods. It was like mm -hmm. chicken, asparagus, and rice, like every day for my body in my bodybuilding career. And so I was allergic to all those foods that I was eating. Mm -hmm. And then plus a lot other, a lot of others. And um so 
she wanted to put me on a bunch of medications. And then I was just really disappointed knowing that I had these new diagnoses. So that got me into, hey, what are the other things out there that can help me heal? And at the You're same walking around with one eyebrow, half your hair out, leaky gut. <laughs> your seven vials of blood are out of you. I can imagine you're probably going, I, I just got to do something. You got to feel better. Yeah, and so they just want to put you on medicine. Right. So someone introduced me to a nutritionist around here. Um, mm -hmm. I forgot her name. Um, it's okay. But she did all these other tests that were not typically done in a in in a um, in a doctor's office, mm -hmm. and it was great. Um, she taught me more about food. I was inspired by her certification. She was a Czech practitioner, mm -hmm. and so that got me into wanting to stu study more about the Czech. Um, holistic lifestyle coaching can, program. Can you break down that? Um, not for Dan, for our audience, what check stands for? Corrective, holistic, Check. correct. I don't remember. That's can okay. We, can we That's okay. That That's okay. My friend also has Hashimoto's and she dealed a lot with like some, some months she'll like gain 30 pounds out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Did that happen to you as well? Especially with yeah. the competition stuff happening. I was always puffy. My ankles got puffy. Um, I did gain some weight. Um, the hair loss is the big one, that, mm. uh, especially in females, that they notice the most. I don't know that, that my friend has. I don't know. Maybe she does. But it yeah. does, her main thing was a lot of and, weight and loss. We'll, we'll find down, out and, and we'll edit however you do the check. So, But it's a certification program. And you're like, yeah. wow, this sounds cool. Right. Okay. Right. It was... Um, I looked into the Czech holistic program and at the same time I went to a Qigong certification program. Mm -hmm. So I discovered Qigong and you know, I'm going to have to, again, what is Qigong? What yeah. is Qigong? No. Qigong is the mother of Tai Chi. It mm -hmm. is the oldest form of, uh, Chinese practices or, um, it's moving meditation basically. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, we have like three energy centers and Qigong and the Chinese medicine is all about it, it says that most of our energy comes from our Dantian, which is our mm -hmm. belly area. And so the whole form is, is meant to open up meridians and, and channel energy so that you can bring all your energy into your, into your womb area, right. which is. And a good way to remember this is when she leaves, she gone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Um, no, I love that you're talking about this too. Right. So I think, so you're finding out all this, you're getting healthier finding new ways to move. You're finding new things to eat. At the same time, you're still working full time. You're in this relationship. You're, you're, you're learning about biorhythms and, and different things in your body. When did it all just kind of, cause you look pretty centered to me now and I have watched your videos and stuff. When did it all just click then? I mean, we're, I mean, you're still in this journey back when we're talking about, correct? Yeah. Well, um, since I was so tired and fatigued and then like, you know, um, also on a restrictive, not restrictive, but, um, um, regimented, regimented diet mm -hmm. because I was allergic to so many things. Um, I wasn't exercising very much and I was noticing that doing Qigong and eating these nourishing foods, cause we also learned about the phytochemical, uh, we were talking about asparagus earlier. Mm -hmm. I learned about every vegetable and how much phytochemical content it had and how healing it was. Yep. So I started learning about the healing properties of every food, the acidity con the acidity of every food, how a food nourishes us or depletes mm -hmm. us, mm -hmm. more about metabolism. Of course, 
I said energy, but like I wasn't doing bodybuilding workouts anymore. And I was looking better and feeling better than I ever did. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. So, um, yeah, it's all about metabolism and how to balance it out. And, um, it was well, I wonder, you know, and I want to go back to, we were talking about this. You've got these three pillars of, mm -hmm. of healing, you know, and you said musculoskeletal, musculoskeletal neuro mm -hmm. mindset, okay. but, and, and I know sleep falls in there probably under the neuro. And, and I think that, but you had mentioned your own sleep difficulties and here you were battling. And I know, cause we've talked about some of the, how nerdy you get with your sleep oh, yeah. Um, and your different pillows and mouth tape and whatever else. And you can tell us about that, but were you still dealing with sleep issues throughout most of this time or did the sleep issues kind of come and go, you know, they came on when you were stressed out back in grad school and, you know, dealing with that. And then, or did you kind of still have sleep issues or, you know, did we find out that maybe this thyroid issue was really the cause of more of the fatigue as opposed to your sleep? Or, I mean, how did your sleep play into this? Where was your sleep journey? Yeah. Um, thanks for asking. So in college, um, my freshman year, I had two roommates and also in college, you're able to like pick out the classes you want and what mm -hmm. times you want. Mm -hmm. I picked all like eight or nine. If I could, I picked up nine, nine o'clock classes. I had a roommate that had all seven o'clock classes every day and she'd blow dry her hair every morning. <laughs> and of course that would wake me up. So that's when I like discovered earplugs. And since, since college, I have been wearing earplugs embarrassing every night every night to sleep i have to use okay. earplugs no there's nothing wrong with that yeah okay and or i could get a white noise machine yeah um mask you do a mask too i Eye do mask. a mask i think i'm not sure if you know melatonin deficiency uh -oh. or here we go or the development of it was a thing because yeah. i remember my mom like foiling out our window or her windows in in our house mm -hmm. and um yeah, I always had to wear a mask or I would black, I totally black out my, my room. Okay. So you follow all that, but when did you really like start the sleep journey is what we like to say, right? Diving into like, I got to have my sleep this way. I got to have the earplugs. I got to have the, you know, and the mouth tape and the breathing and like, when, where did you learn all that? Yeah. Um, let's see the, the sleeping. So I would say that, that let me see around the competition time when mm -hmm. I was living in Vegas, that's when I was, I felt like I was on more cause I was like training for so many things mm -hmm. and I was working and I was like, you know, meeting more people and going out. And so it was hard for me to go to sleep. So I remembered like drinking more cause it would help me get drunk and fall asleep better. Mm -hmm. And then adding melatonin mm -hmm. and then, um, Actually, I went through like a few relationships and maybe and, and the trauma of that, like mm -hmm. the breakup. Yeah. I would, I would just come up with so many stories in my head. And that that would be the number one thing of of how I couldn't why I wasn't able to sleep. Right. We the stories. One of the things I heard is uh, and when I first got into sleep, because I was like, get all geeked out on it. Like you guys said, nerd and studied all this. And they said, if you have a trouble sleeping one night, you know, check your pillow. Right. The second night, you know, check your sheets. If you have a third, check your head. 
right? Yeah. And so even to this day, uh, I don't say I'm an expert. I'm, I'm part of an amazing sleep podcast. I work for an amazing sleep company, but there's still times where I'll lay down and it's just those thoughts, right? The sleep journey, and I, I apologize. I think this is where Brandon's going. Like you, you're, you're doing the qigong. You're, 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 you're getting healthy in many ways. You're figuring out your body. When did you realize that? Hey, sleep is also that important. With everything else you just said, or have you figured it out that man, you got to get this many hours sleep. This is how I'm productive. This is my best. Uh, this is how I, I approach life the best with mm -hmm. this amount of sleep. When did that happen, or has it? Mm. What I noticed was that if I got eight hours of sleep, the mm -hmm. next day um, I felt great. I was able to perform at work mm -hmm. the way, you know, how I, how I wanted. Also my digestion, mm -hmm. uh, we'll talk about other functions. Um, digest I have celiac disease too. Mm -hmm. um, and growing up I had issues with constipation. In college I was so stressed out. This is a little TMI, but um, I was so stressed out there was some weeks that I'd go to the restroom one time right. in the whole week. Cause yeah. I was just like, I would hold so much tension. Right. And, um, if I didn't sleep well, then it would mess up my digestion. So I noticed that whenever I sleep better then everything else was better. Okay. So it yeah. became very important to me. Okay. Yeah. So tell us about the business. Yeah. I want to hear about the business. Okay. Why'd you start the business? Why'd you leave what you were doing? Why'd you come to Austin? And why'd you start your business? Yeah. What's the vision for your your business? Uh, let's see. Let's go to the business. Brandon does that a lot. He asks, do you notice that? He asks four questions. He's like Pat McAfee. Yeah, he's got it. Because I see her down. going, okay, which which one do you want me to answer? All of them. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. So I'm on this journey to heal myself from the inside out or from the outside in, right? Mm -hmm. I, I have this incredible, I had adrenal fatigue. I, I would say that I had pretty bad adrenal fatigue. Um, and yet like, you know, you got to pay all your bills. I had to pay all my little medical bills and things like that. And so, um, I needed to figure out how to make the same or more amount of money and still be able to deliver quality care. I noticed that I would, you know, physical therapists have to, we, we, we are required to get 30 hours of continuing education mm -hmm. courses or, um, credits. And so every year I'd go to these amazing classes and I'd become a better and better, better physical therapist. And I show up at work and I would do the my greatest, you know, my greatest work and I'd get so many great reviews and, but my salary wasn't going up and uh -huh. I was still trying. I was still trying so hard right. and still the same amount. And, um, uh, it was in 2016, our a clinic that I was working in here in Austin offered um, a dry needling course. And I remember being dry needled in 2008, actually, in mm -hmm. Vegas. And man, I, they dry, I got my um, hip flexor and my IT band dry needled. And the next day, I had the best, fastest run I'd ever had. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, what yeah. is this? So when this uh, course was offered in 2016, I'm like, I'm on it. Let's do it. So... Um, you know, just every single person in our class had some type of some, some area that they were healing. And, uh, we all noticed that we had great results right after, um, mm -hmm. getting dry needled. So I was like, okay, this is a great modality. Not a lot of people know about it. I was always, you know, I always wanted to be ahead of the wave ahead of the, of, uh, what was going on. So, um, 
after I got certified, I just started practicing on all my friends, my family, myself with coworkers, and I got better and better. It's, you know, dry needling. Other people, you know, some people have been dry needled. There's there's a difference between the um, experience of the dry needler. Some sometimes the needle just goes in and they call that dry needling and there's other ways to really really process that trigger point mm -hmm. and so i got really into it because it would work so fast and um I, I started you know creating this little side hustle at my house and so i'd be working full um full time and then i had this side little, little side hustle then i decided to grow it and then i um collaborated with a with a chiropractor and that's where i met you and jenny yeah yeah so there really is a jenny <laughs> yeah, she's the most beautiful woman you've ever seen. Yes, she's amazing. She's got to be on this podcast. She soon. is incredible. Oh, she's going to be on yeah. this podcast. Yeah, I she promise should. you. Yeah. Uh, actually, I joke. I've met Jenny. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. She already told me happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, no, I think it's it's interesting because what Brandon was asking, because um, I am curious too. So did all this side hustle, all that, was that in Austin or was that still down in McAllen? That I was apologize. in Austin. Yeah. Okay. So you had already moved back. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> I am in Austin because Austin offers all the self-care that I require. Like after being diagnosed with celiac, mm -hmm. I mean, everything I ever wanted was at Whole Foods. And I, yeah, <laughs> you know, the, the thing about Austin that I love, I mean, there's a few things about Austin that, um, and don't get me wrong, Texas is a great state and there's things I hate about Austin and we can get into that later, but there's this, the, the lifestyle in terms of people that really care about their health here, mm -hmm. you know? So for me, that makes it easier for me to be healthy and for me to, to, to push, you know, in terms of the hiking, the biking, the outdoor activities, you know, the family friendly activities and that kind of stuff, you know, it offers that. Of course you have the nightlife and you have the music and all that, which I love. Um, but there's also a lot of people. So from a business standpoint, I would imagine Austin offers more in terms of people that want those services. There's more people that, you know, it's so much more fulfilling and rewarding to work with clients or customers or patients that are actively engaged in their healthcare. And I would imagine you see that more here than maybe of course in other places. Of course. Well, yeah. more than McAllen, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and I can say that she lived in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I was well, fortunate enough to play baseball for a little while. I lived in Phoenix and I remember as a young man going, everybody's good looking. Yeah. Like everybody's in shape. Yeah. Like everybody cares about what they eat yeah. and stuff. So I'm sure in that circle you're running with, I do have something kind of funny to share with you. Sure. I hope this isn't too good. So is I Googled your, is you. Is it your penis size? No, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I Googled you and I, cause I, I really do. I like to do research and I was so excited to see you were going to do this. Uh, it, it said dry needling and you were going to do like a tutorial and the screen comes on and she has a dog on her lap oh, yeah. <laughs> and a lady next to her. And I'm like, Oh shit. What, what, what are we doing? <laughs> She's going to do a dog, like dry needle, a dog. You know where I'm going. Am I lying? And so you're talking and it's very professional. You're talking to this lady, but the dog's right there. And I'm like, number one, why is the dog there? Who's the dog? Is she going to dry? But she doesn't dry needle the dog. It was your dog part of the, my dog, so that was my dog Cheeky. She passed away uh, two years ago. Okay. Um, I 
I, I, I found her, um, at a pediatric clinic that I was working in, in South Texas okay. and she came up with me and okay. she's been my, so she was kind of your assistant. Oh yeah. I she, mean, it was like, she didn't introduce the dog. It's just there. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, when I interviewed I Christy, so is, she, is she one of these people that like really likes dogs? Like she's always got to have a dog there. Is it a service? <laughs> I, I don't know. I and, do really like okay. dogs yeah. and I'm dog friendly. If anyone wants to come and get dry needled and bring their dog, Come over here. So Dan, yeah, I, was gonna say, I love Dan. Handsome <laughs> I love handsome Dan. I didn't think he was not attached to his dog for ever. Uh, yeah. He first... wouldn't go anywhere. And the dog would leash him. Like everywhere he'd go, I, he had I, his dog. I keep him on my way. His dog yeah. is famous on our podcast with Mark Bruce. They, everybody talks about Jasper. the dog. Yeah, Jasper. So awesome that you're dog friendly. That's another thing I love about Austin in this area. So yeah. I apologize for taking side note there. So your business sounds like it's thriving, by the way. It's, it is thriving. It, it, it's doing great. I, um, you know, I'm really COVID was the thing that made me like push me off the cliff. And then I decided to fly or whatever. I went, what's that? No, no. Yeah. So give us yeah. an example of that. What do you mean by that? So, um, speaking of fear and safety, I mean, we all kind of want to feel safe. And so, mm. Um, I started dry needling. I know I was good at it. I still don't, you know, um, I didn't, I always thought that somebody was better than me or, or I wasn't good enough to like start my own business. And so I worked two, two days at, a at an outpatient ortho clinic. Mm -hmm. And then I had CC dry needling. And, um, when the pandemic hit, I mean, most orthopedic doctor clinics closed right. and a lot of physical therapy clinics were closed as well. Uh -huh. So I was one of the first ones to be let go. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what do I do now? And, um, it, it was through that, that I just like, you know, really, um, regained or got into my vision. And, um, right. I don't know, just, uh, well, I say that you were gently pushed. Right. Mm -hmm. And like yeah. I said earlier, I don't believe a coincidence. Um, I'm real big in like seeing the expressions of people. So like when you literally glow, when you start talking about CC dry needle, look at your face. So yeah. Yeah. it's, it's like your baby, right? Yeah, and I love it's something it. that you, it's like your purpose. It's I your guess drive. I really like dry needling. The reason why I like dry needling so much is because it's a new modality mm -hmm. and gosh, the testimonials that I get after are so rewarding. I mean, I feel so happy that that the patients have hope that something else versus a pill or surgery is possibly going to get them into doing what they love again. Right. Because I mean, you had a little bit of a, you had a surgery, right? I didn't have surgery. I had the uh, cortisone injections. Oh, you had cortisone yeah. injections. Yeah. So cortisone in my injections. background is I. He's am, got surgery. I'm full. He's got yep, a fusion. I'm full fused lower Ooh. back. Yeah. Um, I tried everything and, uh, did you try dry needling? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it With was helpful, Christy? but I didn't have disc and there's really not, yeah. you know, yeah. um, but I still dry needle to this day for little injuries. I was talking to my best friend last night about that. Um, talking about you coming on. I, I'm a big fan of dry needling and, and that had absolutely nothing to do with, you know, well, my back's my back, but anytime I get a little tweak or whatever, that's what I do because yeah. I just find that it releases for me. It it's healing. I, th I think that's kind of the thing. So it's, it's healing, but it's also going back to kind of this, this wellness 
situation. And, you know, cause when, when I work with Christy, it's like, okay, well, it's not just about you're coming to get needled. It's about what are you doing? Are you stretching? Are you doing your movement? Are you doing your meditation? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? You know, this is this kind of this like idea of, 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 of total wellness, which we keep getting back to. Yep. And so of course I'm always like, well, how are you sleeping? But she mm-hmm. says, you know, and, and I think, and, and this was the thing about COVID that drove me crazy. And I don't know how you felt about this. Uh, well, there's a lot of things about COVID. Here we go. Crazy, but but can we just keep it this down? idea of of closing down medical facilities when the most important thing was being healthy? Yep. Like if if we could have just pressed and still continue to press, how imp- impress upon people how important it is diet, to to exercise, move, diet, Sunlight. exercise, get your get your movement and get your vitamin D supplementation, whatever it is to be healthy. Right. You know that's just, it's just not as big of a concern, um, and that was what was frustrating for me about that. But I don't know. And then frustration is a form of stress. Like mm-hmm. during the pandemic, you know, there was a time when business is slow, but when it like jumped back up. Mm-hmm. Patients usually came in with like a six or seven out of 10 pain level. Mm -hmm. People were like at an eight or nine. And it was the same injury, like upper trap, quadratus lumborum, like low back. But it was so high because I think um, the amount of stress that was going on. Guarantee it. There's a lot of somatic that is involved in that. Stressed out, being, you know, not knowing where your next paycheck's going to go. You're, Safety. you're worried about yeah. your kids. Yep. The pandemic was scary enough, uh, getting furloughed, getting laid off. Um, what you do, and the reason I'm glad I get to meet you, right, is is you serve and you heal. And uh, our goal in lives, um, me and Brandon joke a lot, where you can be goofy, is to help, right? Um what you're bringing to your patients is, is you're saving lives. Basically. Mm -hmm. I know for me, um, and we could talk about me all day. Um, well, we should, it's your birthday, but even, (laughs) even the surgeries and all that, but it's, it's, it's the, it's health and wellness. It's if I'm doing something every day that serves or that I'm helping somebody with an oral device, uh, if I'm just listening to somebody, if it's, you know, advice or listen to a good song that cheers you up. So what you do, you found the niche, in life where you are helping others, you're following your passion. Um, and it's just awesome. I mean, I, I think that living in Austin obviously is so different from the Valley, but your core values are there, girl, that small town being raised Catholic, trust me, I know. Um, and, and having that foundation of your father, um, that injury, I, I just think that's it. Every little piece that you've shared so far is made you into the woman you are today. Mm-hmm. And that woman is to still serve. <clears throat> Common theme, though, and, and this is just my input, everywhere along the line, you've had a side hustle, a second thing, um, something else going on. Is this the first time in your life, maybe? I'm just guessing where this is it. It's CC Dry This is what I do. Right now it is. Right now it is because it's so needed. Um, yeah. and, and You looked at me kind of straight. Did you just realize, like, every time you've had something, you've had a couple things going on or three things or this has been, oh. yeah. Um, so CC dry needling, um, is helping so many people out there because Mm -hmm. they're discovering that there are alternative ways to treat pain. For me, it is giving this, giving me this new avenue of freedom. I get to create my own schedule Mm -hmm. and we were talking about happiness and, and 
I want to do the things that I that that make me happy, and that's dancing, concerts, um, art. I love art. In um, what way? I I paint. I paint watercolor. What, what do you acrylic. Do? Acrylic. Okay. Yeah, I sew a lot too. I love fashion. I like makeup. I just I love being creative. That mm-hmm. side of me, and so um, I use. I'm so great at. I'm. I'm just, I have really good fine motor skills. So I think that's why I'm so good at, um, dry needling, but, um, I love art. So, um, yeah, I want more time to do the things that I love. And, and I also want other people to get back into the things that they're, that they love doing too. But if they're in pain, not happening, they're totally have blinders on. Yeah. You're like the perfect for our podcast. You would love our podcast, sleeping around the podcast, because we, we it's everything you're passionate about. Music, dance, art. It's a really cool podcast. Yeah, yeah you should subscribe. Um, I want to make yeah. sure that we're getting the correct plugs in. I know that sounds silly. So I want to, if that's okay with you. So it's CC Dry Needling here in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, how would someone get a hold of you? Do you like a website? And we'll do all your links. Are you Facebook, Instagram? Um they don't have, uh, where, where are you on? Uh, it's um, my, MySpace. MySpace. Yeah, MySpace. Yeah. Um, but no, um, how would they get a hold of you? And, and how would someone who's in pain come see you? My website is called ccdryneedling.com. Okay. Um, you can find me on Google. There's a bunch of reviews. Um, on my website, you're able to book a 15-minute free consultation so we can get on the phone and talk about whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. Um you need a prescription to come see a physical therapist, but also you can, I, you're able to get a, um, a session done without the prescription. So I have Facebook, uh, look up CC dry needling. I CC dry needling on, is on Instagram. My name's Christy Quayar on Instagram. I have the two Instagrams because. One's personal. Yeah. You know, um, Dan has 17 Instagrams. <laughs> <laughs> Not all active, but I do have like four or five. That yeah, are active. I, at least. Yeah, so when we, I can't even keep up with one. So when we got all this start, by the way, do, do your friends call you CC? Some patients call me CC. Okay. I'm Everybody curious. calls you Christy. I'm also curious. I rolled my ankle pretty hard like 30 days ago. Are you able to needle ankles or is that yeah. not a thing? That's a thing. Yeah. Of course. So, uh, there's, there's not a part of my body she hasn't <laughs> We, I can needle almost almost anything. Maybe maybe that's why the. No, I'm not kidding. I used to not like. I could not walk. My right hip flexor was as tight as you could possibly imagine, and yeah. I couldn't like walk without discomfort. And I, I mean, amongst the other things that I've done, but I, I mean, since I started seeing Christy a, a year ago, like I haven't had any pain in my hip flexor. Like so, I used yes, to. she can definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So any joint, any joint problem that involves muscles can be dry needled. Fantastic. So, um, yeah, someone with an ankle injury, uh, it's all about stabilizing the muscles around the ankle and then maybe even looking up towards the knee and the hip. Cause maybe something is not aligned or, mm-hmm. or not balanced up there. So okay. we'll always find something to needle. Christy, yeah. you're awesome. Thank you. I have one more question and I have been, uh, I talked to my buddy who's going to be on the podcast later today, Dr. Jason Breed. This is I, how he tries to get girls' numbers. No, I'm fascinated by this. <laughs> the you can give him a fake number. So every time I've been in a gym or at a track and I see uh, a girl's volleyball is when I first notice it. Oh, yeah, uh, beach the, beach, the beach volleyball, the tape on the... You're an, you you are uh, certified in that, correct? Yeah. Um, how do you say it? Kinesio taping? Yes. 
how does that work? Like, I, I don't, I'm not being funny. Like, does it really relate? Like just the way that you learn how to put that tape versus. There's, um, so it can e either inhibit the muscle or facilitate a muscle. Okay. I usually, I mean, the number one area that I tape is people's shoulders okay. because so many people are in forward head posture and they get shoulder injuries because their shoulders rolled forward. Posture. So then I'll tape their scapula back. Um, okay. But yeah, the kinesio tape is a stretchy tape that you can, it, it does matter how you put it on. Is it, does it have medicine in it or is it just the tape itself? No, I'm being serious. It's, it's, it's just, just the tape. It's just tape. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I used to tape my wrist in college because it looked cool. That's true. When I played baseball, I was like, you know, um, or when I played football and stuff. But to see how it's, it, it just fascinates me. Um, like I said, I have been, uh, have some issues in my arm, so I get dry needled. Would tape help that? Tape would help, um, like, for, like, a tendonitis. It, it can help, like, yes. a tendonitis problem. Okay. It can help a low back problem. Okay. I like it because it's, like, a... Um, it helps your kinesthetic awareness. It helps you right. get back into a posture that, that is. That so obviously you've you. been watching me and he gives me a hard time and people who've watched <laughs> the podcast. I do. I slap, I do this a lot because my back and all that, but the, I had to ask about the taping cause it's, uh, obviously I, I love, uh, the, the, the soft, uh, the, uh, volleyball, right. Same volleyball. Our girls were awesome mm -hmm. in the Olympics and she was one of the first, I can't remember her name. Missy May trainer. Yeah. Always had and, it, uh, always had it. And then I saw her do a commercial for one? it. When I saw that you were certified in it, I said, I got to ask yeah. about the tape. Yeah. Yeah. it's well, great. Christy, I, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing this as we finish up here, take into account your journey the things you've learned about yourself, what you've seen in your patients, what you've seen from your business. And what would you just say, what's the overlying message that you have for people? Mm. Um, what would be the, okay. So I'd say like maybe two or three, number one, healing is an everyday commitment. Mm. You're just not, all right, I'm healed yeah. every day. You got to do something, um, I like to that. to create yeah. self-care in your life mm -hmm. um, every day because it catches up with us. Yep. Um, the next thing, your voice matters. Mm. A lot of people think that what they say doesn't matter. And I'm really glad I'm here. And I'm glad that you're creating this podcast. A lot of people have shame about their sleeping ritual or right. or their values or whatever. And, and I don't know, it matters. And then the other thing is, if you, whatever you want to do, just go for it and don't worry about the perfection of it. Just nice. do it. Get messy. Let yourself fail. Um, get it back up and try it again. And uh, that's been the most, that, that's been the coolest thing. Getting over the perfection. I'll tell you as fathers to daughters. Yeah. That's the message. Yeah. That is the message. I think we need to leave on that. Is that yeah. fair? Let's I think that's, a, that's a great message. Let's do a final cheers. Christy, thank you so much for sleeping around with Dr. Brandon and Matthew. And I really Appreciate do you. value you. Thank, thank you. you. Cheers. cheers. When the sun goes down and the moon is high, we'll be chasing.